installment of uh, the um, conversation on the representation of Jesus Christ in a godless culture. And today will be nothing short of amazing, um, con- of nothing short of amazing um, with this amazing vessel of God. Before I bring him on, I would just like to introduce him. He is the overseer of network edification, um, which is a conglomerate of churches, ministry ministries, and marketplace leaders. Um, it all. He also has been serving in kingdom leadership and ministry for many, many, many years um, in the UK. He currently presides over God's Nation Church um, in. Leicester um, and also um, Gov Church in London. And so it's such a um, humbling privilege to have him. He carries so much depth in the Word of God, depth um, in organizational structure and strategy. Um, And he's just a well-rounded, holistic man of God. He also is a husband to one awesome wife. Um, and she um, is also um, a teacher of the Word of God in her own respect. Um, and so it's such an honor to have him and to host him um, to contribute towards this amazing conversation that we are having today. And that is Apostle TJ Ared Basola. Good evening, sir. Good evening, Apostle. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, so good to be to be here and to be part of what what you're doing always trailblazing apostle i love it always thank trailblazing. You, thank you thank you thank you it's humbling to have you and um you know if there's one thing out when i was just trying to consider or think of you know three things that i would you know highlight you know in um in yourself um because you know i i you know i host various um, amazing leaders, but I always like to take the opportunity to really consider what it is about them that I affirm as notable. And I think for you, um, it's the mind of Christ in you, um, your integrity, um, and your consistency. So I think I would say three things: it's the mind of Christ in you, your integrity, and your consistency. Your your ministry has been consistent, not stagnant, but consistent. You know, um, your 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 voice is is um, polemic. It's 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 direct, um, and it's so needed in this time. And I'm so um, honoured to be able to have you in having this conversation um, concerning the King, concerning His Kingdom, and um, concerning the Church in this time. We are in one of the most unprecedented times in human history, without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. And so um, it's so great to have you um, join us today. Um, do you want to say a little bit more about what you do and some of the things that um, are interest and a burden to you? Thank you. Thank you, Apostle. First, let me say um, uh, good evening, um, everyone. It's so good to be to be here with us. Um, and um, Kadash, Kadash, your family. <laughs> so um, it's so good to be here. Apostle is... Um, a man I respect um, greatly, great brother of mine, and um, such an inspiration. The way you do what you do um, can only be attributed to grace, um, and it's it's dynamic, it's fresh, it's relevant. Um, and um, over over the years, you know, it's it's one thing to 
um, to do something spectacular once in a while. But when you keep excelling um, year in, year out, and you keep doing the same thing over and over again, it's a testimony to um, the grace of God. So I appreciate your apostle and every that you're, you're building. Yes, yeah, so as Apostle has said, um, I, I serve and preside over network edification. Um, it's a conglomerate of, of churches, ministries, um, kingdom-focused initiatives, basically. And really, uh, the focus is to see the advancement of um, the government of God in all spheres of, of influence. And, um, and for us to do that, we have to recognize that um, though Jesus is the head of the body, um, but he is this first over everything, first in rank over everything. And so um, especially over the past few years, in the, in the very, very early stages of ministry, um, you know, we, we made sure because foundation is important. You know, we made sure that we established the parameter for us to change the world, change the world in God's way. And that's been um, the identity that we receive in Christ, um, you know, and we continue to do that. That's never something we get away from. Yeah. And then in the past few years, it's been more so about now um, a sense of commission in a sense of mandate, um, you know, so merging those two things together. So knowing who we are and then what we must do as a result of, of, of who we are. So that, that's, that's been the, the, the focus um, for us in, in network edification and the work and everything that we are concerned about. What I love about getting together with Apostle is, um, you know, um, like minds, you know, I, I, I love it. I love it, Apostle. Yeah. I love it. yeah, that's really, really, really amazing. And, you know, one thing that um, you just really emphasize right now, um, and I think it's something that, really has formed the heart of my um, particular emphasis more recently um, is the fact that we change the world from a place of identity. Yeah. We change the, the world from a place of identity. Could you yeah. just um, briefly speak a bit about that, about the need for identity, the, found, the foundation being our identity? Yeah. That that's that's so important. We you know we we could talk about this all day. Um, we could because we, we we've got um a lot of um what I call birth pains in culture at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Birth pains in the sense that people are um you know trying to do different things. Um you know um, yeah. a whole raft in the season of of life yeah. and creative conversations and all of that. Yeah. All these things are going on, basically. And um, Apostle, before I talk about that, I, I just wonder in this season if we have been still enough to mm. be able to decipher what it is that God is really, 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 really trying to do yeah. um, to us and if we're running and not. And, and I think that brings me back to, to identity. You know, in John chapter 3, we see a remarkable story. Nicodemus is amazed by the fruit and the level of impact that Jesus was generating, um, um, yeah. consequently, you can say that the, the supernatural element of yeah. the Christ. So Nicodemus sneaks to Jesus and he asks him, um, in a sense, in a more direct way, I'll put it this way, the secret of his power and the secret of his influence. And Jesus made yeah. a very simple statement, which I think um, has been, has been uh, explored, but I don't think the power 
of it has been understood. And, you know, the Bible says that if the foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? In many, many things, whether it's in, in matters of leadership or matters of of um, just the, the, the spiritual growth of the believer in whatever it is, um, I have found from experience that people are trying to rectify a foundational issue. So in John chapter three, Jesus gives this amazing discourse as to what it takes to be able to change the world God's way. And Jesus yeah. begins to open up a dialogue and Jesus says that uh, except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. He talks, about, he talks about entering the kingdom of God, he talks about seeing the kingdom of God and entering the kingdom of God. Now, interestingly, that word for born again, when you break it down, is also the word for born from above. It actually means born from above. So Jesus reveals to us then that the secret to changing the world in God's way is to first be inundated with the revelation of the identity of who we belong to and where we have come from. I read the book, um, uh, um, uh, you know, a, a while back, and um, some people were caught. They were they were in a war, and they were overwhelmed by um, the adversary. And so, some of the soldiers asked their general, um, um, "What should we do?" And the general turned back to him and said, "You're asking the right, wrong question." He said, "The question you should be asking is, who are we?'" Now, if we can answer the question, "Who we who we are?", we would know what we must do as a result of who we are. Okay, and and so the, the issue of identity is so 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 profound. Yeah. When we go back to that very very, because born again today um, is a I don't know, it's a title. Are you are you born again? You know, I would never go to your apostle and say, "Are you born?" That that's not yeah. that make sense. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. That if I say to you, "Are you born again?" Um, even though we understand their church language, what that means. I think um, sometimes wrong language has aided wrong concepts and all yeah. of that. Yeah. So if I say to you, are you born again or are you born, yeah. for example, um, yeah. that would make sense. So the idea of being born again today has been relegated to a moment as opposed to, you know, the results or the effect of being born again, which is to yeah. receive the life, the nature, and to yeah. be in, and to be brought into the realities of the kingdom of God. Basically, yeah. so it will take the word says, "Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world." It will take that which has the DNA of God to be able to govern the world. I could go on and on about this, of course, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll leave it there. So it's 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 a it's a foundational reality, but it amazes me how we never get away from this. It amazes me how it's the same conversation, trying to change the world, but um, there's a lack of, um, of of stability, which for me is connected to um, the issues around, sorry, I'm just repositioning. Yeah, which the issues around um, identity. Awesome, awesome. And I think, you know, last week, one of the things that I emphasized is that, the uh what we call you know god's original charge to mankind being yeah. to be fruitful to multiply yeah. to replenish the earth to subdue yeah. it and to have dominion that original charge that he gave to mankind that declaration mm -hmm. that statement that he gave to mankind yeah that was that was preceded with an original statement which was that mm -hmm. let us make man in our image and after our likeness and so we see yeah. that God's image and God's likeness preceded man's dominion. And, yeah. you know, man will never have dominion outside of the image and outside of the likeness of God. And 
it's, it's, it's interesting that really and truly, when it comes to our Christian pursuit, we don't actually find in the Bible that God makes it our priority for mm. us to pursue things like wealth, affluence, yeah. um, or even social um, social um, power or social yeah. social social influence. We don't yeah. find that that is um, the ultimate pursuit um, of the apostles um, or of the early church leaders, but we yeah. find that it is the result. You know, we do oh, find that it is the, it is a result, but it's yeah. not a pursuit. And we find that consistently, um, the the pursuit was always follow me. You know, yeah. Jesus yeah. said to his disciples, "Follow me, follow yeah. me, and I will make you fishers of men." Follow me and I will follow me and I will. There was mm. a consistent follow me, follow me. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and we find that in following him and in um, pursuing his likeness, that the result is always going to be the results that he carried whilst he was here on earth. And yeah. as he continues to reign um, in heaven, there's a call um, to pursue his image and, there's a call to pursue him so much so yeah. that even the demons, the Bible tell us, yeah. the only thing that the demons blind us from is beholding the glory in the face of Christ that is discovered in the beauty of the gospel. That's according to second, according to second Corinthians four, verse one to six, yeah. demons are not trying to hinder us from seeing um, our personal greatness or, yeah. you know, the depth of our in quote, um, you know, our, the, our, our vocational calling, yeah. um, because we have many callings, and one of them is a vocational calling, you know, mm. a call to do, a call to act, a call to yeah. work. Yeah. But de demons are not necessarily trying to hinder us from seeing those things. Mm. Um, but what demons actually, what the print, what the powers of this age try to blind us from. Uh -huh. is beholding the face of Christ. In other words, Satan knows if I can become like Jesus, if uh -huh. I can um, pursue Christ as the pattern, as yeah. the ultimate example, as the chief example, uh -huh. um, you know, as the firstborn of all over all creation, yeah. then and only then will there be transformation in my world. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's vital. It's vital. Um, the Bible says that in the book of Job that um, the sons of God came to present themselves and um, it says that the, the devil showed up. Yeah. Uh, he wants to show up in that mist. He wants to show up in that context. That's, that's yeah. because, because Satan understands um, aspects of the workings of, 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 of the kingdom of God. Absolutely. And so if he can cause believers to be obsessed with every other thing, but Jesus himself, yeah. um, the thing. And, and it's so interesting, Apostle, uh, there I be controversial here. One of those obsessions um, has been with um, a, a theology um, that, that has caused us to escape. Uh, and by that, what I mean by that is um, even a theology of um, just wanting to go to heaven. And I would explain that Absolutely. and balance that out. Basically, I've often said controversially that the definition of Christianity is not heaven, it is Christ. Um, and, and by that, I mean, what, whenever I say that, I know sometimes it shakes people. But the reality is that if the destination of Christianity 
is heaven. We have ourselves a problem. We live our entire life for a place, not a person. That's good. That's good. We live our entire life for a place, not a person. Now I believe, you know, in heaven. I believe, you know, I believe, I believe in all of that. I don't want you to think I don't. But um, there are these these ideas that have hindered the church and focusing on the Christ. Um, you know, um, 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 excessive, I don't call it prosperity gospel. I call it greed gospel, excessive doctrines, all of these things. But, but, but biblically and consistently, the apostles set out for us the, um, the context for, for, for changing the world. I I think, um, I was, I was with Kadosh uh, a while, a while back in one of the, one of the invitations that I had and I was sharing, um, something that for us now has become a system by which we, evaluate growth and discipleship and change um in in our movement not just the message but it's this it's, it's this thing of uh, the five stages of sonship basically yeah. why is that important romans chapter 8 simply talks about the earnest of creation is crying out for the manifestation of their yeah. sons of god the word, the word sons there that word yos um we pronounce it yos but my wife tells me it's yos so I, I i get the benefit of the correction because <laughs> yeah, she's from greece yeah. from greece so she says it's it's yos basically whatever shine um, light was shining has gone it's the glory but you know it's I was trying to adjust that <laughs> so so we see that that yos and and that word yos um is a word really for mature son or son that has come of age um yeah. and it's amazing that creation is able to prove the systems of the earth, the cosmos, whatever it is, the realities, they're able to prove and to give witness to, um, to not the fact that you are gifted, not the fact that you are special, but to just give, give witness to one thing, which is that you have come into a status of sonship. So in this, in this five stages of sonship, we go from um, being babes in Christ, you know, we go from being babes in Christ, um, um, you know, we are, we are infants, you know, um, that, that word, um, we go, we go from, sorry, what, what's the word now? We go from nepios to, to pedon, okay, which is, you know, yeah, which is, which has been, been an infant in Christ. And then we move to technon, which is being spiritual teenagers. Then we go to neaniska, which is, you know, which has been young men in the spirit. Then we go to, we go to yours. So you see this, this, this process in the kingdom is, is necessary. What I found out is the, um, what, what we intend to do, especially with our generation is powerful. I see a lot of people rising influences and all of this stuff. And I ever wonder if there is a, a real systematic, um, way by which we produce consistently those that, yeah. that, change, that change the world. Um, Romans chapter no. eight gives us our objective and our mandate he says um you know to me did for no he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son so christ's conformity is the goal and every other thing literally just comes out of being conformed to christ so we we need to we need to have this apostle in my view not yeah. just as a message but as a system now i think that the the difficulty is that we've not been able to, as, as, as a body of believers, show the connection between being raised up in the image of Christ and dominion. Yeah. Basically, those two things feel very different. Basically, yeah. 
Um, it could be for, for for various reasons, whether the church itself has has limited its... Uh, just, the, the word says, in my father's house, there are many mansions, there are many expressions, there are many dimensions. Could be because the church itself has restricted um, the, the very spheres that we, we engage. Could be because of how we have defined ourselves. But I think the struggle has been that the theology that has been modeled hasn't served the discipleship of people to the point where they feel comfortable. I had someone, apostle who left church many, many, many years ago because she felt that the church was not serious about changing the world. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Right. Now I, I don't necessarily agree with her, but I see her point. <laughs> yeah. I see her point. But yeah. when we read, when we read the scripture and we read the word for what it is, when you look at the dialogue of the Pauls of the day, their, their, their language was very intellectual. Their language, oh, you look right. at the dialogue of the Johns, their language, they took on the philosophers of their days, right? Yeah. They took on the educated mind of their days and they yeah. used the same system of development in Christ so that Christ fills all things. Absolutely. All things. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. I love that because I think that where you've just brought it to is really the core element of our conversation. Um, because the reality of the matter is, is that you've kind of got two sides of the coin. You've got those who want to change the world and do not care about, you know, um, the way in which they go about doing so and then of yeah. course you've got the other side of the coin which is those who want to change the world um but they want to do it by completely being separated from it mm -hmm. um and almost kind of waiting for heaven to be their home so to speak or you could mm -hmm. even argue that even among that circle you um, have people who don't even believe that changing the world um, is something that is on the heart of Jesus Christ and that yeah. the world is going to burn and be consumed with fire anyway. And so the aim, the aim, the whole purpose of the world to yeah. in many people's theology, the whole idea of the world is just an environment to yeah. prove whether you really love the Lord. It's almost yeah. like our um, Garden of Eden, our... Um, you know the place where the knowledge of tree of the tree of um good and good evil and is yeah. and then we have to choose whether we want good and evil or we want life which is christ yeah. um in saying that i think that you know i guess the, the 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 next level of our conversation would really be how we can reconcile the pursuit of the image of christ mm. with culture with the transformation of culture mm. because obviously um i think a lot of people have been tired of us talking about change and us mm. speaking about the need to change the need yeah. to to adjust the need to reform the need to uh, uh, realign things mm. um at the expense of actually doing it and yeah. so now people begin to have what you call results-driven um, church, results-driven ministry. And now you can't even correct people's doctrine because they say, you know, these are the results, you know, these are the results. So how do you reconcile 
um, I guess it's, a, it's, it's more of a discussive point rather than a question. Um, yeah. It's the reconciliation of the pursuit of the image of Christ with um, the actual practical effort to make a difference in the world. Mm. You know, how, how would you reconcile the two without falling into one of the extremes? Yeah. Apostle, the simplicity of follow me and I will make you. Yeah. <laughs> You know, follow me and I will and I will make you. It, it, it's a very simple formula. Um, um, you know, in, in Eden, when Adam and Eve fell, the Bible says that they made leaves for themselves. Right. Um, and and that, that would be they created systems that they felt could clothe their vulnerability. And, and, and so it took God to come down and, and begin to redefine and rectify, rectify that. I think the simplicity of, of following Jesus thoroughly. But what does that, what does that look like? That looks like the basic things going from devotion, but also I want to touch on, on this element. I feel that, um, I feel that the body of Christ can be very much hampered by the quality of its leadership. Um, and by that, I mean that in Ephesians chapter four, the scripture on the fivefold, he gave some pastors, teachers, private evangelists, um, apostles. I've always said that this is just a, it's a very, very vital. The functionality of the fivefold in the church is, yeah. is vital because when you see the, the end of the work of the fivefold functioning in the church, it's, it's, it's us coming into the measure of the stature of the fullness of, of Christ. So yeah. what I, Feel is that if we have a, a, a balanced expression of leadership, apostles take their place, prophets take yeah. their place, pastors yeah. take their place, teachers take their place, evangelists take their place. There's a system for that holistic development of yeah. the believer. Okay, so for example, you might find cases where, and and we know um, that over the past few years there has been a resurgence in in the, in the apostolic, um, and that would consequently lead to the church becoming more missional in the way that we do what we do. In that yeah. sense, you know, so I feel that um, when these systems are literally in full motion, when they are operative, and we let receive them, God hasn't called us to something that he hasn't given us more than enough supply for basically mm -hmm. the simplicity of just of just following the blueprint that jesus has laid down for us would always and give give us the results um um that 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 we need but i also i would say that um, we we have to we have to tear down mindsets. We have to tear tear down ideas. We have to possibly tear down structures that are not conducive <laughs> for what God wants to do in that sense. So th 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 there's a lot, but but I feel I feel personally that if we really really follow the blueprint, God never sends us on assignment. God never sends us out without giving us the specifications of this is how you build. Oh, I think yeah. that the power of the believer in this season is going to be, is, is being able to um, navigate the simplicity that, produce the, that produces the depth in that sense, the simplicity that will produce the depth. The word says, don't say we will go to heaven to bring it for us or don't yeah. say we will go down to bring it for us. It says this word is near you. The word of God, the logos of God, the mind of God, the strategies of God, the will of God, the purposes of God, they are 
they're essentially just available to us um, as, as, as believers. We must see the word not just as the Bible. We must see the word as the very logic. John chapter one, John says to us, he says, in the beginning was the Logos and the Logos was the word. That logos is the living logic that holds everything together. So we must begin to see the word as the as 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 the logic of God. As we follow that and we follow that blueprint, um, we don't need to struggle much with trying to breach a a a, a divide. I think that it is it is a lack of um, uh, following the blueprint that that brought that brought about the divide, and I think reconnecting back to the blueprint of God is what would bring it in a very simple way. That's so brilliant. That's so brilliant. I think I guess the challenge that we always have is the how to discern the blueprint of God. Yeah. Um, how to discern the blueprint of God um, as time has evolved. Um, I think the the honest truth is that many believers. Be, Many believers look at the Bible as archaic. Hmm. If we can be sincere yeah. with ourselves, many yeah. many be- look at the Bible as archaic yeah. and as irrelevant to culture. It's that pop culture hmm. is more tangible to people than hmm. Jesus Christ. Hmm. And 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 the reality of the matter is is that because we teach Jesus hmm. as a historic figure. And because we teach Jesus as a man who was, who lived, you know, obviously a, a sinless life, which he did. Yeah. Um, and as one who um, walked the streets of Galilee and, you know, all of these blessed things that we can attribute to him historically and factually, because yeah. many people teach Jesus in such a way, it's difficult to conceptualize Jesus in 2020. Mm. Jesus and his image in the midst of this contemporary modern society. Um, If we can, you know, be historic, if we can kind of put on the lenses of historic scrutiny, we do find that Jesus actually um, lived in a patriarchal society, um, in a society that women were not known as those in leadership and things of that nature. Um, Also, Jesus also grew in a society that um, did not have um, very strong um, international relations. Uh Um, You know, there there was still um, a lot of, uh, you know, um, it was it was the period or the season or the era of empires. Empires. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So. So because of that, Jesus in, I think, what what many people battle with, and especially those who are socially, politically, and economically aware, Mm. um, the biggest challenge that people battle with is the the reality of Christ in Mm. such an era, in such a day, the Mm. reality of Jesus Christ in such a period of time. Mm. How on earth? Is he relevant, tangible, and effective in our modern day society? Why is his image such an important thing for us yeah. to pursue? Not just not just because we we we've said it, but also yeah. more so on a practical level. What yeah. how do how does the image of Christ um as presented in the incarnation mm. um cause us to be superior or to be there i say let me not use that word because it sounds like a um authoritarian term let me say let me say 
how his image causes us to be the solution to the oh. culture. Um, you know, do, do do you have, as an example, I know I have a few, but do you yeah. have, as an example, you know, some contrasting elements that show us Jesus's image and its effect on the culture? Yeah, absolutely. Scripture, scripture is full of that. Um, and, and, and history is full of that. And what I, I say that because, um, the, the lens when we engage the word, um, and as we live our lives, our worldview matters a lot. How Absolutely. we, how we engage matters a lot. When I, Apostle, when I, when I, um, engage with the word of God, what I see is a very, very, very advanced level of thinking and, yeah. and, and, and thought, um, that's available. I, I engage, I look at it, I'm engaging with the highest degree of mm-hmm. thought that's possible for one to to operate we look at the poles basically and when they would go into whatever culture they went into whatever city they went into immediately their gospel called out their culture immediately 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 confronted the gods of their culture confronted the system of their culture we see paul preaching the gospel to the point that you know even even the the the, the principality that was connected to the economy of certain places started to started to, to respond some of their some yeah. of their um, in in their in their in their economy was 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 the power of their idol you know we see jesus for example in uh in i think it's in Mac five jesus goes into 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 god and jesus begins to move in god and literally we begin to see that even the 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 the, the, the economic power of god is co- is connected to um is connected to demons and jesus comes in and he really shifts things so yeah. you know the, the word is full of that we can go back to the old testament um right. the Daniel, the josephs um, right. these were, I, I, I don't know. I think that, um, apostle, th- th- this is, this is an issue of balance. Um, we, we gotta be careful of pride. We gotta be careful of, yeah. but I feel that in trying to, uh, avoid pride, we, and, and, and this is going to change how we, 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 we give people the gospel. And I'm, I'm coming to this it, yeah. in, in, uh, please hold that thought. In in the book of, I believe it's Micah, it says, in the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be exalted in the top of the hills and in the top of the mountains and yeah. nations shall flow into it. There's a reason for that. The reason why nations will flow into the house, into the mountain of the house of the Lord is because the significance of the church and of, of, of the Christ and his church basically is rediscovered. I think that in in the guise of false humility, we have watered down what the real power of the gospel is. Jesus and his disciples were not Christians like we are today. They were men that were were called people that turned the world upside down. Yes, absolutely. That's what they were called. Right. So what we have done, I believe, is to present in in the name of humility uh, a side um, that's not helped our our ability to be authentic to our calling. For example, um, 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 I've I've seen in, in talking about this whole dominion thing and 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 all of that stuff. Apostle, I simply see dominion as an expression of worship and nothing more. This is how I see dominion. <laughs> that's lovely. I love that. I yeah. love that. This is that's how I I see dominion. I see yeah. dominion 
because I want to give God the highest level of reverence, I bring every other thing, every other thing under subjection. That's brilliant. That he's called me to bring. That simply is dominion for me. It is that because God must be glorified in all things, everything in my life and around me must come in order. I see it as an element of worship. But in some parts of the body of Christ, dominion is seen as is 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 is, is seen as arrogant. It's seen as um you know we're comfortable with presenting Jesus the Lamb, but not Jesus the Lion. You know we now have people saying, uh, for example, that you know there's no judgment. Uh, Jesus doesn't and, and all of these things we don't, we don't we don't want to get into. So there I say that Apostle, we have presented a weak gospel. Mm, yeah. Yeah. We have we have presented a weak gospel, and to be honest, even though I know that the very first portal of of transforming the world is personal transformation, I agree. I agree with that. We ought to be able to present clearly. So when when I engage with scriptures, I look at the power. What I, what I see is the power that changes the world. That's what yeah. I see. I, that's my my mind is expanded. I don't I don't feel this is outdated. I don't feel. This is uh, no. I'm. I'm like, wow. You, you know, the last time I was, I was with you. Uh, I, I shared a little bit about the seven spirits of God, for example. And yeah. and 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 as I was saying, Apostle, I started to realize that wow, there there are anointings in God for creativity, entrepreneurship. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, absolutely. Holy Ghost. So I think that. Something needs to happen in the way that we both, we sorry, in the way that we we engage the gospel and the way that we present the gospel. And Jesus did this so excellently because in his day, he brought a message that shook the systems. The word Jesus elected to communicate his mandate, the word kingdom was revolutionary to his day. Okay, and we have to find words that are revolutionary to our day. We have to trust God for language. This is where apostles are going to come in, sir, because help the church with language. We're going to help the church. (laughs) The church with definition. We're going to evaluate systems that we think. Oh, these are systems that are. Um, you know, these are, these are, these are, these are spirituals. I'm like, no, they're not spiritual systems. They're just. They were just a wine skin for a season. They were just Mm. a wine. For a season, right? And 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 our wine skin needs to needs to keep evolving. So I feel that I I, I want to say to to to, to everyone, you know, your mindset when you approach God really really matters. Your mindset right. when you approach God really, matters. And, and I'm saying this because everything we're talking about today comes from intimacy with Christ, relationship with Christ, um uh, um growing in His image. Your mindset when you approach God, you got to approach God with an open mind, right? You got to approach God with an open mind, and as you approach God with an open mind, you begin to see God will fill you with yeah. with upgrades of knowledge, upgrades Absolutely. of upgrades insight. And when you get that personally as a believer, you are able to now model that um, into. You're able to build that into systems. You're able to model that as a lifestyle, and you're able to to, to speak. So I just think our worldview. Um, needs to go under a real reconstruction and we need to approach God with an open heart and we begin to see so that there is much room the gospel apostle the gospel is so is so needed the gospel of the kingdom is so needed and what the gospel of the kingdom can do and people are hungry for that I've found that when I have really taken my time to explain to people what it is the the philosophy of God and the mentality of God they, they, they. Uh, I'm not saying they all they get born again immediately or whatever, yeah. but 
there's a different kind of response. A different kind of kind response. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I, I answered um, the, the the question, Apostle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's it's, it's an amazing, um, an amazing full scriptural um, and thorough view. Um, I think one of my greatest burdens right now, um, especially in 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 bringing up this conversation, um, and you know, because Occupy the Land is Kadosh Kingdom movement and Kadosh Kingdom Embassy of London's theme for our entire year. Yeah. Um, our church calendar year from the 1st of May to the 30th of April. That's when our, yeah. ch- how our church calendar year operates. Yeah. And um, th- this focus, this co- apostolic decree, so to speak, yeah. um, is our focus for the year. And so I felt during this quarantine period, I felt that though we're having services on, on Sunday or gatherings on Sunday digitally, I thought I needed to add another segment that is yeah. specifically tailored towards unpacking the themes um, of our year, you know, unpacking the real focuses for our year. And, um, you know, ho- um, our Holy Nation Summit, which by the grace of God, um, providing that, um, you know, government guidelines are able to be maintained yeah. and we should be able to host it still um, in um, the next few months. But with that being said, Holy Nation Summit, the theme is Occupy the Land. And so I wanted to create a a forum to be able to have conversations because in dealing with occupying the land, we find in the Bible that the children of Israel could never really occupy a land without conflict, without combat, without Mm -hmm. contention. And I think the ultimate contention that they consistently fought was the their identity not only yeah. not only their identity um, as a people, but more specifically the identity of their God. And I think the Old Testament pattern, the Old Testament pattern of the church in the wilderness, which is Israel, um, is still a New Testament reality for us. In that, whenever the children of God, um, you know, those who are born again, blood, um, blood, um, blood washed, you know, purchased and ransomed by the um, sacrificial atone and by the atoning sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ, we yeah. find that whenever they entered into cities and regions, the ultimate thing that came up under attack was two things, their identity, mm. um, th- their own identity and the identity of their God, yeah. um, which is Jesus Christ. And so, you know, I think now the war is still the same. Yeah. And except the difference that I find is that there is a coinciding fight now. Oh, yeah. There is a fight from culture to cause us to simply coincide mm. and not for Christ to be the preeminent and mm. supreme one. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, there's a fight to ensure that Jesus is among the gods, yeah. but Jesus is not over the gods. Yeah. The idea that Jesus mm. is just another deity and yeah. the idea that, you know, the faith that we have is just an option. It's not yeah. the way, but it's a way. Right. And so if, you know, the world was to quote our Bible, um, they will not say Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Mm, what yeah. actually they'd say is Jesus Christ is a way, a truth, yeah. and a mm. life. That's what they would say. They yeah. would say that he is a way, a truth, and a life, and yeah. that there are many kind of roads to engage with the invisible yeah. and to engage with eternity. And so there's yeah. really a fight to demonstrate the Lord Jesus as relevant. Yeah. yeah. 
there's a fight to demonstrate the Lord Jesus, um, and not only to not only a fight is there for is there um, for his relevance, but also a fight um, for his uh, dare I say how his relevance provides solutions, you know, mm. how his relevance provides change, how yeah. his relevance provides, you know, so now in an increasingly secular society, it's like you remove faith from science, you remove faith uh, from politics, uh, you remove faith from law, you remove faith from philosophy, you remove faith uh, from all of these things and you leave it purely to you know, um, uh, people's, uh, uh, you know, views and interpretations. Yeah. Um, and and so there is a real big fight that we are in. And I think I don't believe that many believers are really conscious of that fight. Mm -hmm. um, we've kind of, we've made Christianity more tribal than yeah. we have, um, you know, it being a kingdom versus another kingdom. Yeah, being you know, with it, yeah. Right, right. So it's more tribal meaning everything is okay as long as I have the free right to mm. to, to to worship my God personally mm. but mm. we have a missional assignment um yeah. you know we have a call to conversion we have a call to draw many into conversion and so yeah. there's a lot I mean many people even find evangelism awkward now I mean yeah. Yeah. back in the day street evangelism was quite um a respectable thing yeah um to do but now how many people find it so awkward and they begin to talk about the fact that we need to evangelize with wisdom and yeah you know um it's 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 it, it's becoming increasingly hostile yeah. to represent jesus christ in this kind yeah. of culture and so i think that yeah. these these conversations are so essential yeah. um you know to emphasize christ as the preeminent one do you That's have some That's examples do you have some examples of Christ's preeminence um, and even his sovereignty over culture? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as you're saying that, Apostle, I I, I thought of, um, you know, uh, Colossians uh, and Paul dealt with something quite, quite similar where it talks about, you know, Christ is preeminent in in all things yeah. and um the the and and the reason why we can refer to those scriptures again is because they're not detached from the challenges of 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 their day if we want to appreciate our our future we have to appreciate our history and yeah. the journey that, that we've we've had and i think paul's paul's contention in colossians was this thing of prominence prominence versus preeminence basically mm, that's great was a culture that sought to create the idea that Christ was prominent, but he wasn't preeminent. And by preeminent, we mean first in order and first in rank and Lord over everything. Now, Apostle, you said something a while back. Uh, you, you you said this, and, and, and this stayed with me. I think you talked about how, you know, people want to know Jesus as Savior, but they don't want to know him as Lord. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and I, I found that very, very, very interesting, basically. So, Paul, you know, Paul, Paul wrestled this in, in scripture. It was a challenge, um, you know, in, in his day. And um, in, in, in dealing with this, I would say that the, um, the, again, the rediscovery of the essential message of Christ, king and kingdom, those king two, and kingdom. king and kingdom. Yes, savior, that's true, but king and kingdom. Um, it remains a, a, a very, very, very vital 
and um, necessary way, necessary way for us to shake. And and the fact is that we we have to be bold as a method. We have yeah. to be bold with this. In in um, I think it's in Acts chapter four. Um, something interesting happened. Um, uh, uh, the, the apostles had just been through a level of persecution. Yeah. Um, they're always going to preach the gospel anyway. They've been through a level of persecution. And what they, I can't remember who was taken. I don't know if this was maybe after when James was taken or something like that, after that. And in Acts 4, the Bible says that they gathered together in the upper room and they prayed a very strategic prayer. Now, I didn't understand that prayer because I, I was thinking to myself, they asked God um, that he will grant that they preach the gospel with boldness and yeah. that he stretch forth his hands and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of Jesus. They actually started off quoting Psalm 2. Why did the heathen rage? Right, um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so I tried to understand that apostle or, you know, a while back when I studied it because I was thinking Jesus already gave them power to cast out devils. Jesus already gave them uh, you know, the anointing to heal the sick. Why did they get into the upper room to pray a prayer of what they had already received? Well, the truth is they were always going to preach the gospel but when you go through certain things culture has a way of modifying, modifying. Your, your cutting edge uh, ability to represent yeah. God and so mm. if you're not careful the issue is that it's not that you're, you're exactly going to stop but you're not going to be on the cutting edge of what God is yeah. doing and what God is saying mm. And they realized that they didn't want as, as pioneers of, uh, you know, pioneers in their time, what they didn't want, they didn't want the, 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 the temperature of their spirit to drop as to how they boldly communicated the Christ, you know, because yeah. it would have been acceptable in their culture if they went around and said, Jesus is a good man, which is what essentially our culture is telling us. <laughs> That's what our culture is telling us to say. <laughs> right. Yeah. Jesus is okay. a good man. Jesus and and Jesus is good. Okay, that the, hey, we know that God is good. Would have been acceptable if you say Jesus is a good man. Would have been acceptable if they say Jesus is Jesus is you know is, is a philanthropist. Is is a uh, uh, Jesus Jesus is full of charity and all of that stuff. Hey, and and all of this stuff has happened. There is nothing new under the sun. It has happened through through church history. It's happened through Bible history. But I look at how the apostles dealt with that, and they stayed on top. You know, um, 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 there's this scripture that says fervent in spirit, right? Fervent yeah. in spirit, serving the Lord. There's a fervence. There's a fervence that we must yeah, have. And right. that fervent really, really comes from um, um, staring ourselves in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The things yeah. that we do, the things that we've been taught foundationally, yeah. these things are not just religious things. They are the very yeah. two. Apostle, Jesus wanted to choose 12 men that would change the world with him. The Bible says he prayed all night. He prayed all night. <laughs> Strategy. Right. He prayed Strategy. all night. Right. He prayed all night. And by the way, in praying, Judas was still part of them. Right. 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 Yeah. That's brilliant. <laughs> right. The wisdom the of God. Thing, the only good thing is that Jesus knew who Judas was. Okay. That's so true. all the things that, that, that we see, we see in, in scripture, there is a system in the kingdom of God that allows us to transcend the, the norm of the day, but it must first come out of our spirits, yeah. right? There's a system and it's called fervent in spirit. So the okay. apostles 
in, in, in Acts chapter 4, how did they navigate these threats that they received? They stayed yeah. fervent in spirit and they gathered and prayed a prayer of reinforcement. And check out what happens after that. After Acts chapter 4, the Bible says, the Bible talks about how miracles broke out. The Bible talks about the numbers of disciples increased greatly. Okay, what do we do with persecution today? We endure. <laughs> we, endure. We, we, we endure. We don't thrive. Right, right. Mm, we, endure, that's right. we don't thrive, basically. Right, oh, they right. said we shouldn't witness at our at our workplace. We endure it. Okay. Right. And then so you say use wisdom. Use wisdom. You know, there's a very canal <laughs> <laughs> the wisdom of this world. Use wisdom. Use wisdom. Okay, we yeah. endure, but we don't we don't thrive through it mm, yeah. is meant to be the fuel tests are meant to be the fuel hey yeah. this period of covid is a testing time this is not the time i know that um for a lot of churches they've had to suddenly step up their social media active and, they, and, hey, they, and there's nothing wrong with that but yeah. honestly if at the end of covid we measure puzzle in our churches and we've yeah. Rest that means we were never following correctly. We were never following correctly. We were never absolutely. following correctly. So there's got to be a fervence that we carry in our yeah. spirit. Okay, and yeah. that word fervence, it's 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 the same word that describes reaching boiling point. That's brilliant. I love that. It means, love reaching, it. It, it, means it means to glow in your spirit to reach to, to glow up. Yes. <laughs> right. So you reach boiling point. In other words. You can be lukewarm, right? right, you, can right. Be, you can be lukewarm. If you're lukewarm in your spirit, you'll be lukewarm in your thinking. Right, right. That's brilliant. If you're lukewarm in your spirit, you'll be lukewarm in strategy. You will take That's anything. Brilliant. Anything goes. They would insult your Lord and your Savior, and you're just going to keep quiet. You're not going to do anything about it, basically. I say, Apostle, I'm like, how do we watch movies in this day and age where people use Jesus and a swear word side by side? That could I'm never happen in Islam. Yeah, that's right. That could never happen in Islam. People use yeah. Jesus, they use holy and a swear word side by side. Why right. haven't we changed it? Right. Why haven't right. we confronted it? It's a lukewarmness. It's a lukewarmness, yeah. It's a lukewarmness. That yeah. something that moves God no longer moves you. Right, right. That's right. That's right. It's a, luke- that's right. It's a lukewarmness, basically. But apparently it's because we're now smarter. We're smart, you know, we're smart and we don't know. It's not smartness. It's not smartness. A Christian must be confrontational. Jesus is lion and his lamb. There are four faces of four four faces, book of revelation, the lion, the lamb, the ox, you know, the man. There is there is a multi-dimensional expression of God. So what I what I would say to what you said is this is that um 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 the the burdens of God, the the passions of God are constantly delivered to those that seek God fervently and it will take that level of fervence to be able to overcome the suggestions and the manipulation of the adversary i lived in africa for a while and we lived with the with the consciousness of contention apostle i would wake up and on the street i would see someone has offered something to some god this is not nollywood i tell you Literally, I would think oh, that God. yam and oil and all of that. So, if I never wanted to pray before, <laughs> I'm so finished. I prayed. <laughs> I prayed because we live with the consciousness of of contention. I mean, 
Don't get me wrong, there are a lot of things that could be better in Africa, but there's a consciousness. Now, yeah. when we come to the Western culture, the problem is the brand, the identity, the yeah. all of that stuff really, really blinds us from what it is that we are contending with. In gathering yeah. in Matthew chapter 5, they clearly hosted about 3,000 to 6,000 demons in their culture, and yeah. they were comfortable with it. Yeah. We need to be fervent to be able to deal with the issues that we face. That's brilliant. I love that. I love that. And you're just really describing really my heart. Um, you know, there is a there is a lack of a sensitivity yeah. to the depth of the comatose state that culture tries to throw us into. And hence why I don't believe in this hour that you can say that you are a proclaimer of the kingdom of God mm. and you are not aggressive in addressing what That's the it. culture is trying to do mm. to us, what the culture is trying to do in us, what the culture is trying to do in our minds, in our hearts, in our spirits. Mm. There is a need for us to be open direct and consistent in mm. condemning what culture is trying to do. Of course, yeah. we're here to save the world, but we are not here simply to embrace that culture. We are called yeah. to address the culture. Um, and, and, and by promoting a higher um, and, and, and more powerful system and culture, that is the and that is the kingdom of our God. Yeah. Um, I want to say this, um, you know, to to I want to explore some things now. Um, I want to explore specifically the where does intelligence come into this? I mm. found that, you know, the the early church, mm. you know, many would say that the apostles, they said that they were not learned men. I, of course, struggle with that. And the reason why I struggle with that statement or what I struggle with how people perceive that word learned men mm -hmm. um, is because these were men who knew the scriptures. These were men who knew um, the text. Mm. So intelligence, how, you know, what, how do you perceive intelligence comes into this? Because now I'm beginning to, you know, explore and see, right, that... Um, Many people want to affect change in the world. And yeah. the only thing that they want to say is Jesus Christ is Lord and that's all I need. Mm. Do you think that, that enough that is enough to be able to correct social, political, mm. economic issues? Or do you mm. think that there is more of an appropriation of the message of the name and the character of Christ that must be explored intelligently and supernaturally? Mm, absolutely absolutely apostle this is um this is so key and um this is why we we must make sure that we um we investigate that which has been handed over to us through culture um there's a lot there's a lot that we're still trying to decipher through even church culture and and even in the journey of church planting things that we yeah. we, we have to we've had to evaluate so i would say that it's so important it's so important. We just got to take a look at Jesus. The Bible says they were amazed at his words. They were amazed at words. They were amazed for his words was filled with power. It was filled with wisdom. He spoke such, he spoke great wisdom. Um, we, when we look at it, the fact is, 
you know, uh, when people say things like that, they look at men like, uh, you know, maybe like Peter and things like that in scripture. You know, the Bible says in the book of Acts, it says that um, when they perceived how the disciples of Jesus spoke, the Bible says that they were, they knew that they had been with Jesus. Now, something so important here. The Bible says that when the people heard how the disciples of Jesus spoke with boldness, with clear authenticity. Peter was not struggling with his hermeneutics. <laughs> he wasn't struggling with his hermeneutics. Basically, he was able to, but the Bible says something that they knew that they were unlearned men, but the miracle was that because they had been with Jesus, there was a change. Yeah, That's the miracle. You see that? The miracle is, even though they were unlearned men, but because they had been with Jesus, they had experienced a transformation um, yeah. um, 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 in the way that they thought and the way that they reasoned and the way that they spoke. The role yeah. of intelligence is 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 priceless. In, yeah. in, it is priceless, even in this day, in this day and age, basically, because there are there are a lot of things. You know, uh, Paul said something. He says, we speak wisdom amongst the mature. He, he didn't say wisdom is cancelled. <laughs> and, and hey, by the way, wisdom there is not, is not wise sayings. This is not to insult your intelligence, but just to be clear. It's not wise sayings. When wise he says saying, wisdom, yeah. the word that he uses is the word Sophia. It's insight Sophia. into reality. That's right. Okay. Insight into reality. And then we can make that distinction. There is the Sophia of God and there's the Sophia of men. Yeah. Okay, make that distinction. But 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 we speak wisdom. So uh, uh, you got to you got to demonstrate intelligence. This is so yeah. key, right? How are we going to deal with the pharaohs? How are we going to deal uh, yeah. uh, with the with, um, you know uh, with the with the Iaxerus? Um, how are we going to deal with 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 the Nebuchadnezzar's? Okay, yeah. right. There's got to be a level of, of of wisdom. You look at the life yeah. of Daniel. Okay, and 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 apostle, you said something so powerful. These things are patterns for us, basically. Yeah, patterns for us, yeah. Daniel needed to be able to have dreams, but he needed to be able to speak the language, language of yeah. the people who communicate the dreams. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, absolutely. so um 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 the, the the vital nature of it. Now, there's a reason why Paul writes most of the New Testament. Yes, yes. Because he was learned. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Because he was let, yeah, God gave him revelation, but mm-hmm. he had to be, he had to be. So at the, at the end of the day, at, at, we cannot, we cannot live in a, in a time and in a generation. And what I want to say is this, it's, it, it's so key that, um, hopefully, uh, this doesn't sound, you know, I'm not misunderstood here. Whilst everybody's salvation is important, every believer, everyone's salvation is important for everyone to be saved, basically, but there's some strongholds that we need to take in high places, basically, yeah. of rulers, of leaders, of nations. Okay, the Bible says Paul was preaching and uh, uh, to a very important man, and I think it was by Jesus that we stood him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We, we stood him. Okay, if we're going to be able to to, to engage um, the real, uh, uh, what's the word, the real stakeholders, the real captains of industries and all of that stuff, where... A lot of decisions are made. We can sit here pray, but at the end of the day, in Downing Street, it, decisions are made. Sorry, in Parliament, decisions are made that affect our lives. Right, that's right. Right. 
right? The prayers were praying today. If we had someone on the inside, yeah. we'd have needed to pray, right? So as a result of that, um, um, it's uh, um, academia, intelligence, all of these things, education, whatever you want to call it, is a very, very, very valid uh, channel by which God does what he wants to do. The Holy Spirit doesn't come into your life and you don't end up being a super mind. Right, right. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love the that. Holy Ghost doesn't come into your into your life, and he he doesn't want him. Uh, one of the one of the dangers of a sinful life is a depraved mind. That is right. That is right. It's a depraved, is a depraved mind. The Holy Ghost doesn't come into your mind, and he doesn't. And, and we looked at this already. I don't want to repeat it, but Basileel. God gave Ohilia Basileo. He gave them the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding. Okay, they could they could design, they could understand. I, should, I think the last time I was with the apostle, I was telling you that that um, there's a word there in uh, Genesis, I think 31, 32, and is that word um, is that word episteme? This is in the uh, in the in the in the in the um, what's it called in the Greek Septuagint? Yeah. And that word episteme, and it's the same word that you get the word university from and the word epistemology, which is the study of knowledge. The Holy Ghost came upon people and baptized them with a level of intelligence, yeah. right? To be able to engage, to be able to dialogue. So we cannot, we cannot. And, and apostle, all of these things for me, uh, and, and this is why certain people have become uncomfortable with the church. There's no yeah. place for how they think. Whoa, that's a, that's brilliant. That is brilliant. That there's, there's is brilliant. No, I love there's it. No, there's no place for how how they think. I uh okay. I I I went on a retreat once and I met someone, and um I this is just on 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 now, not even outside of the body. And I he said, oh, let's do Bible study together. So I was like, hey, let's study the word together. And we I went into the book of Revelation. Maybe I should have been more humble, you know. Uh, <laughs> and I and we started talking about I started talking about mysteries, you know. Uh, Jesus, his eyes are with fire, and it means he's burning with passion for us, and all of that stuff. And the person just said, "Praise the Lord!" Add or subtract to the scriptures, and I sat there thinking, "Wow." I mean, I'm a believer. I'm struggling with that. Does, does, does that make? And 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 and. So I'm a believer. I'm struggling with that. But imagine if we were to have um, more, more, more people of status. Now everybody is important, but I'm saying, you know, the way I'm saying it, I want you to have more people of status, yeah. and our thinking is not enhanced. Yeah. Right? The the Bible says, Apostle, that the the wisdom that God God gave Solomon, that the breath of his mind was that was that like that of the seashore. Brilliant. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right, sagacity of mind. God expanded his mind. So intelligence is so crucial. It's so vital. Jesus was smart. A sound mind is not just a mind that uh you know that can defend fornication and pornography, it's a mind that can wow. strategize from heaven's perspective. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. <laughs> because it's so true, because you know, where many people camp, where many people camp, and especially in this millennial, post-millennial culture, mm. where many people camp is at some of the more shallow conversations yeah. surrounding um, who we are and what we're called um, yeah. to be. Um, 
you know, I remember I was saying to, um, you know, I was saying to someone that, you know, one of the biggest challenges um, that I have faced, um, you know, in terms of exploring um, this this convergence mm. with um, faith and also faith and culture, or culture, faith yeah. in culture. Yeah. Um, when 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 one of the biggest challenges that I've found um, is the the idea that faith is its own realm of conversation. Mm. And culture is its own realm of conversation. And yeah. so when you're talking about the sagacity of mind and, mm. you know, when you're speaking about now the need for us to be well-rounded in our reasoning and well-rounded um, in our contributions towards, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, sorry, um, our, uh, to be well-rounded in our conversations um, towards culture and all of these different kind of things. My biggest challenge now is many believers do not see it as important. And yeah. I, I, the way I could, what I really gather from what you're saying now is that yeah. there being, being thorough in your thinking yeah. and being broad in your reasoning yeah. is actually missional. It is. It's missional. It's missional. <laughs> being intelligent is being missional. It is. You can't say you're missional and you're not intelligent. It there is. is a call for you to upgrade, yeah. even in your reasoning, so yeah. that you can contribute. Um, you know, so that you can contribute the message and you know um, the message in the authority of Jesus Christ. Absolutely, you know, the, total is, is, the total man is able to engage heaven and earth. <laughs> That's good, <laughs> right? Uh, the, total, the total man is able to engage heaven and earth. You know, yeah. it, it it's just this this divide between what is what is spiritual and and what is secular and all that stuff and we we're, we're struggling to to merge you know those two things together we got to be at the we have to be at the forefront of of what society looks like and um that's not we don't just do that by by clapping and tambourines and all of that stuff basically you know praise praise is a statement it's not it's it's you know this these things are, are, are very vital these things. So we gotta, we have to change the way that, and, and, and Apostle, sorry to cut you that. I wanted to say that. No, 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 no. I think that, I think the important thing here is that we have to love learning. We have to love learning. Yeah. We have, to, we have to love, we have to love learning. Um, uh, some people, your, your awareness of the prophetic words over your life supersedes your the way you substantiated that prophetic word. That's good. That's good. Right. You're aware that wow. you're you're a world changer, you're an influencer, but your level of education is not revealing that. <laughs> your, 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 level, your level of education is not revealing that. I'm telling you. <laughs> and he, says, he says, I'm a prophet to the nation. I'm like, what is the geography of <laughs> where are you going? Where are you going? You know, you don't know what's the geography. And and I and I find it, it's a struggle as 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 you know, we're so we're so privileged that we get to to um to raise spiritual houses um as well as be able to contribute to what's going on in the in, in the in the wider body and in my engagement uh, uh let, let me say this with humor in my engagement <laughs> you can literally see 
the shock when you're having dialogue with people about the mind of Christ. You can you can right. see the, you can see the, they never read the Bible. Does that make sense? A long time ago that I'm never gonna dial down revelation for you. You're gonna you're, you're gonna, gonna come up. You're gonna come up. <laughs> And 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 this is not hey, we're not we're not being arrogant here. If anything, we are uh we are saddened by the by the lack of 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 of, of desire to right. go up, right? So sometimes you literally see the shock and you see the the amazement and the struggle in people's minds. Listen, if you're dull of hearing, if you're dull of learning, you'll be dull of assignment and purpose. That's right. You'd be dull of assignment and purpose. So, so we gotta, we gotta change. We gotta change the way that we we think. Um, let's not let's stop separating. In the book of Revelation, there's a sevenfold glorification of Jesus Christ. Right? You can read honor, um, riches, strength. You know, power. It goes yeah. on and on. a sevenfold glorification of Jesus Christ, yeah. not just praise and worship. A sevenfold. <laughs> <laughs> right, a seven-fold <laughs> glorification of Jesus. I just lost all the strength in my leg and my, <laughs> and my abdomen. Everything yeah. is left. You just said there's seven, there's a seven-fold. <laughs> Well, sevenfold expression of a sevenfold glorification of Jesus Christ, and it is not just praise and worship. My literally, I say to the students, you know, I, I get to pass some students, and I'm like, listen, praise the Lord looks like hello, here is the mystery of my work. <laughs> yeah. That's what praise the Lord, praise the Lord looks like, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, go on, sir. There's a there's a call to pursue the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I think I think and I think that that is really how we get to the place of representation. Yeah. Is we have to pursue the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ in the face of a godless society. Yeah. And um that is honestly just the reality, you know, as you've as you've been mentioning here now. Um, the honest and sincere reality is that there is so much of God that there is to know. And as we know him, we realize it's, it's it's a bit like Isaiah, you know, where he sees the Lord high and lifted up. The train of his robe fills the temple. He yeah. says, woe is me, for I am a man of uncleanness. In other words, whenever you exalt Jesus and you really connect with the potency of who yeah. he is, the excellency of his knowledge, it's going yeah. to trump it's going to trump everything else you've valued. Yeah. It's going to trump everything else you've exalted. It's Absolutely. going to make everything else come second, not even second. It's going to put everything else out of place. You're Absolutely. going to see, you're going to see all things as guile and, yeah. and all things as filth in the face of how beautiful and yeah. how glorious he is. And I think yeah. that's the truth. You can't really say you know God and you love yeah. God at the same time as you value and you see the world as an aim, you see yeah. culture as an aim, yeah. and you see the, the I mean, we, the God that we serve created wealth. The That's God it. that we serve created society. Yeah. The God that we serve created sex. 
the God that we serve um, created entertainment, the God that we serve created family structures, the God that we serve initiated all things were created by him and Mm. all things, this is the thing that blesses me, Mm. all things were created for him. At Colossians 1 verse 15 to 18 is like a life scripture for me in that the reality is, is that I am comfortable as a believer with the truth of the fact that God wants everything, Mm. that Jesus wants everything to express Mm. his image and Mm. express his likeness. And so dealing with the representation of Christ in a godless culture is so, 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 so important. And more so understanding that we can't represent him until we pursue the knowledge of him. I want you to um, help expand upon the different types of knowledge that there are in God. Yeah, yeah. knowledge also is is so 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 profound. You know, when we go to Second Peter chapter one, uh, it goes, and I I love the scripture as you know. It says it says grace and peace be multiplied to you through the through the knowledge of God. Um, The essence of knowledge is 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 vital. Then you now go. It says according has his divine power has given to us uh, everything that pertains unto life and godliness through the knowledge. Of him who has called us to glory and to virtue, not to failure. <laughs> right, right. Glory and to excellence. Virtue meaning excellence. He yeah. says, divine power is giving to us everything that pertains unto life and godliness through the knowledge. Now, when we break, um, and he goes on to talk about how he has made us partakers of the divine nature. Same scripture, yeah. when we break down that word partakers of the divine nature, this is the ac- actual proper rendition. He has made made us um, associates of the God kinds. That, that's, that's, that's really brilliant. Her, brilliant. the brilliant. thing there. It lets us know that our ability to function in this realm is through the knowledge of him who has yeah. called glory and virtue. Now, Apostle, there are, I, I discovered in, in learning that there are about um, maybe three, four words, many four words that connote knowledge in scriptures as it's, yeah. as, it, as, it's re, as it's written. The first one is that word gnosis. Yeah. Basically, um, it's the word you get diagnosis from. Okay, yeah. and it's it's a word. Um, you can talk about scientific knowledge. You can talk about ethnic ethnic knowledge. You can talk about knowledge in a realm of the natural. So there is yeah. that word gnosis. Now, interestingly, in Ephesians, I think Ephesians three, Paul says, "And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge." You see, how do I know what passes knowledge? What is know? What is knowledge? The word knowledge there is the word gnosis. He's saying the love mm-hmm. of Christ is beyond scientific knowledge, Absolutely. beyond Absolutely. natural reason that's another so that's that word gnosis then yeah. there is another word uh that's used is this word edo okay is this word edo and this word edo is mostly used in the in the in discussions of perception that's okay true. discussions of perception so for example um uh, uh you know you may be hungry right now and 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 we're saying things here you're watching the live stream you're thinking i'm hungry i'm hungry i want to go grab something but i don't want to miss something and then in your in your being hungry you're absent-minded but then you hear something but then suddenly what you heard you recollect and you have an awakening and you're like ah oh, wow yeah. That's what it means. Or someone is talking to you and describing something to you. You're listening to them, but you're not really listening to them. Yeah. But uh, but then in the process of talking to them, suddenly you're like, ah, oh, I see what you're saying. Edo yeah. is perception. Okay. Yeah. And that's another word for knowledge in scriptures. Okay. Yeah. There is another word is this word ginosko. 
Yeah. Basically, it's this word ginosko. Okay. And, and ginosko is the word that Paul elects, elects to use in Ephesians chapter three, verse 19, when he says, which is a powerful scripture and a life scripture for me. And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. Mm-hmm. So we can be filled with all the fullness of God. We see the secret to being filled with all the fullness of God is to know the love of Christ or to yeah. ginosko the love of Christ. That's good. That's good. And that word ginosko is a word that also describes intimacy. Yeah. Okay. Is a word that would describe revelation knowledge. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Is a word ginosko is is the type of knowledge in God that you have become uh, familiar with. It's become a part of you. Okay. Part of you, yeah. so I'll give you an example. For example, okay. Um, you, and I'll use a very basic level example. You know yeah. that um, the blood of Jesus, if you confess your fault, is faithful and just to forgive you. The blood yeah. of Jesus cleanses you from all unrighteousness, right? Yeah. So that can become, even though, you know, you shouldn't stay, you don't want to use the blood for the purpose of every time cleansing yourself. Okay, but that's a different conversation. Okay, now, um, um, we, you can know that that reality such that if you were to make a mistake or you were to go wrong in your life, you're not doubting whether God will forgive you. It's part yeah. of you. It's part of your That's consciousness. Brilliant. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Okay, so, Ginosko is the knowledge because through that is gained through intimacy with that knowledge that makes that knowledge become a part of your system. That's good. Okay, but then there is another word that Paul used. Um, a lot, and it's this word epignosis, epignosis right? Yeah. Epignosis, and epi means full. Okay, it means full, and this word epignosis is full knowledge. In fact, Peter also uses epignosis uh, when he says, "Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God." He says, "Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the epignosis of God," and epignosis is it means it means full knowledge and then it means precise knowledge it means accurate knowledge now what does that look like is that i can have gnosko of certain aspects of god but it doesn't mean that i have the epignosis the precise knowledge in all areas so you're burning out people's minds <laughs> you're bringing them into sagacity <laughs> sagacity my goodness i love it so, so, so i can i can have you know ginosko i can have ginosko of finances that god meets my needs and i live in that awareness but it doesn't mean that i have ginosko of, of it doesn't mean i have epignosis of character that's good that's good i love it it doesn't mean i have epignosis of character epignosis deals with precision in it deals with mastery yeah yeah it deals with mastery so these are the four dimensions of knowledge and and this thing see these things are and this is how we that's why i said we got to start the the word of god uh, let me say it's a cheat code it's a cheat code it's a it's (laughs) it's because when we understand this this is the mind of god giving to us so we go so we've got gnosis we've got um edo we've got um a ginosko and then we've got epignosis okay and and uh, um um in in uh, sorry in ephesians 117 paul prays that god will grant to us the spirit of wisdom the spirit of sophia and revelation in his epignosis in his full 
personal, precise, and accurate knowledge. Here is a level of knowledge. There's a mastery to your knowing. And it's not arrogant to do that. It's not. Look at this. When uh, Apostle, when, when, when uh, Peter and John ministered to the guy at the gates called Beautiful, they weren't trying it. They weren't trying power. They weren't they trying said, it. I have. I give. Such I have, I give. Absolutely. There was a consciousness. There was a working. There was a system. Jesus didn't work on water to test power. <laughs> That's good. That's good. There was a here. Here you come into the logic of the kingdom. That's good. You come into the, and then we move on from from the apostle from epignosis. Then we move into Sophia, and Sophia also is a word. You know, I describe inside is a reality, but it's also the word we discover the word sophistication. Yeah, that's right. Right. So these are the these are the levels of, of knowledge. And what is the importance of all of this? The importance of all of this is not to say, hey, we understand. We know these are the very things that causes the believer to conform to the Christ and that causes the world to respond to the Christ that you've conformed to. That's good. That's so when good. Jesus now speaks to the fig tree, the fig tree is able to recognize the code of the creator in Christ. My goodness. <laughs> Okay, right. So what this, what this, the knowledge of Jesus is not theoretical, right? Yeah. It's not theoretical. You know, we, uh, I think the last time I was uh, when we did a solemn assembly, I was sharing with us about wisdom. I talked about uh, a type of wisdom called phronesis. It's it's a it's like a, when it, when it's a work in your life, it's 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 a, it's a working of the spirit of God. It's like a force that you arrive at the will of God. You yeah. want to the day something is happening somewhere. You, you you don't take the <laughs> does that make yeah, sense? You don't die it. for nothing. You don't die for nothing. <laughs> you the day something is burning somewhere is the day you take a different direction That's because activated in you. Phronesis will save you entering into business deals you shouldn't enter into, building That's things right. you shouldn't do. So that you don't spend your years repairing where you should be, you should be laying up for the next generation. Brilliant. So, so these things are important. So these are the things that cause us to conform to the Christ. Okay. And when we, when we operate this way, dominion is only a byproduct of the in the believer. I love this. I love this so much because one of the things that we know about the, what education is called to give us. Hmm. education the idea of education is to pursue mental social cultural enlightenment yeah the challenge is of course secular education promotes enlightenment outside hmm. of god and hmm. um this is where of course you've got um you know men of renown and women of renown in culture who believe who have acquired mass amounts of wealth. I mean, the fact that there's only a few families in this world who hold most of the wealth of the world, as in mm. it's not even spread evenly across everyone. It's that most wealth is owned by, you know, um, a set group of individuals. And these individuals, of course, ascribe to be enlightened thinkers, enlightened mm. Um, people, people who are filled with a certain kind of knowledge. How do you think uh, we effectively use the knowledge of Christ to combat um, the demonic knowledge or the demonic wisdom of this world? Mm. I think that's the biggest challenge right now. It's when we think about, you know, 
where people say, you know, being oh so heavenly minded and no yeah. earthly good. And so uh, it now kind of puts Jesus or the teachings of Christ in this kind of sacred, set apart uh, box. Yeah. And then when it comes now to the 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 culture that's seen as more tangible, more relevant, more logical, even the idea yeah. of logic, it's yeah, it's it's almost like faith is not logic. You know, even yeah. though you're saying now that faith is logical and that you know it's the logos, the word logos literally mm. is the word in which we get, you know, in, in which we get uh, uh, uh logic from. So mm. to now say that the word is not logic, you mm. know. Um, or, or to now say that the word is not logical, mm. um, you know, which is what many, which is the position that many people are in. Mm. Um, it's now, it's it's now the reality of the fact that to be a Christian almost makes us look like we have to be on the dumb side, mm. and 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 that the information that we have I to refuse. give, <laughs> right? No, yeah, you refuse. But but the, but but this has been what has governed Christianity. Yeah. Well, not thousands, but hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, Um, especially since we've seen the Pentecostal or the charismatic renewal, um, where you've seen, you know, people come forth with the gifts of the spirit. They say, I don't need knowledge. I just need power. Mm. Right. Mm. Mm. I don't don't need information. And Mm. and what they say is that, you know, um, for example, if you've heard this statement, preach the gospel and if if necessary use words the idea right the idea that using words is lower so the big challenge that i have here uh apostle tj is you know what you've presented is powerful it's 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 what i live for what i stand with Hmm. um and what i stand upon but it's how to now use the the knowledge of christ to combat the the so seeming superior knowledge that people have in culture the knowledge yeah. of the occult, for example, mm-hmm. um, those who bear occult knowledge, um, mm-hmm. the knowledge of um, certain sciences, um, mm-hmm. people who are, because that's what philosophy means. You know, philosophy mm-hmm. was really a discipline um, mm-hmm. that has been born out of antichrist knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, as, a, as an academic discipline, it's really mm-hmm. a discipline that has been born out of knowledge mm-hmm. that is, it, it's the idea that man can pursue enlightenment outside. Mm-hmm. Basically, we can eat of the knowledge of the tree of good and evil, mm-hmm. right? And, <laughs> and, and we can be gods in and of ourselves. And mm-hmm. so now, to preach the gospel in this context, yeah. I don't think, a lot of contemporary Christians have touched that. There are a lot of people who are in apologetics and, and things of that nature that have touched that. But, you know, mm. my heart, my heart, and before I even let you answer, my heart is, yeah. to, is to really contend for the faith that was once delivered onto the saints. Mm. My heart is for that Pauline, uh, that Pauline anointing yeah. to, res- to be restored back to the church. That grace... Um, you know, that apostolic authority that is yeah. able to present Christ in power, but mm. also in truth. You mm. know, that, that you know the ability to present Christ in the demonstration of his authority, but yeah. also specifically in the in 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 the blessedness yeah. and the weight of his truth. We are mm. faced with a massive challenge, and that is that the children of this world are seemingly more shrewder. Then the mm. children of light, the children of darkness in their day seem yeah. to have, in quote, more knowledge than us and more information. And yeah. so how do you now bring Jesus into that context to mm. be able to say that his knowledge is far superior 
than yeah. your feeble, humanistic, yeah. mm. um, your feeble, um, mm. liberal, your mm. feeble, uh, 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 secular, um, secular, and and even new age. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, thought processes and principles. Right. His knowledge is greater than that. How do you, you know, in your in your experience, practically yeah. overtake this dark knowledge? Yeah, this this is a very very profound uh, question, Apostle. The way I look at this is that how do we transition this from theory to practical? Um, and I I I look at I look at Noah as a template. Um, yeah. Noah had a message, but he had an ark. That's brilliant. Ah! <laughs> had a you, message. Know, you know, your one your one liners are so happy. At least, thank God I'm sitting down. You know, I would have fallen out. <laughs> ah! <laughs> he, he, he had a message, but he had an ark. Basically. And, and the simplicity oh. is that the word says, by wisdom, a house is built with knowledge is established. Ooh. Wisdom not spoken it is it is used <laughs> uh, wisdom, you don't we, you don't you don't you don't go about no you not no no had the message here but it built, it built an ark so the first thing, we we I, I i sat down and i evaluated and, I, and i've been so on this going into all the systems and all of that so and i'm for that but I, was, I really sat down. I was like, you know what some of these people are going to systems that in the first place was not designed to represent god Right, so right. what are we send, sending them to do? So I I think that if your knowledge is so superior, build the ark that proves your message. That's good. Build the ark that proves your message. The queen of Sheba came looking for Solomon, right? She came looking for Solomon because his wisdom was evident. His wisdom was evident. She came looking for him. She, she, when she came, she said, I heard that you were wise, but they didn't describe enough. <laughs> they didn't describe enough. So I think that now the emphasis is, can we produce that which is able to, I don't use what compete with the world, but for lack of better expression, that which is able to contend with the world. Okay, as we preach a message, as we say, because I, I can imagine Noah would have been, it would have been so silly of Noah going to say, God told me it's going to rain, come to the ark and not actually build the ark. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. That would have been so silly. Right. So the message is powerful, but what we do with the message is just as powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So when we, when we stand before, um, um, as believers, we stand b- before, um, uh, people um, um, in their in the economic space, um, in uh, what was yeah, in you know, in 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 the, in the mountain of economy, for example, or business yeah. leaders, who are rooted in 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 a core. We go to them. Listen, Moses went to Pharaoh with the rod. Pharaoh, <laughs> he went with the rod, right? He threw down his rod. The um the the magicians of Pharaoh threw down their rod. They didn't throw down a rod and Moses was like, yeah, um, in the burning bush, I had an experience. He didn't start telling stories. He, he had a rod. They had a rod. That's good. That's <laughs> that makes good. sense. 
So this thing must move from it just being on our lips. It must be in our hands. My God. <laughs> it must be in our hands. So I think you say, uh, I, I discovered some things. Um, I discovered some, some realities in God. And um, so I started sharing. This was many years ago. I was younger. And I started sharing with people around me, uh, you know, some people. And I was so discouraged because I looked as if I was trying to be uh, extra spiritual or yeah. maybe slightly arrogant. I was so di- All I discovered was the the way that Jesus wanted us to think. So I was yeah. so discouraged. I called my spiritual father and he told me something. He said, prove it. Prove it. He yeah. said, prove it. He said, you don't argue with things like, like that you say this is look if we want to be able to engage stakeholders people that have you know their lives rooted in idolatry that have the philosophies of this age and all of that stuff we must be able to put on table what we have done yeah, right yeah. with the knowledge that we have gained right yeah. don't turn up into pharaoh's court and you don't have something in your hands yeah don't do that Basically, so that's what. So I think, preach the message, but build the ark. Yeah, the message, but build the ark. Yeah, hopefully that answers your question, Apostle. Yeah, I think, I think, I think definitely. You know, when you say build the ark, I think the reality of the matter is, is that there's a lot of people who are establishing organizations. As a practical example, there's a lot of people who are establishing, in quote, systems. I guess the 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 question I, that comes to us right now oh. is with the systems that we built, why does it not seem that it has the potency to overturn yeah. the world? Mm. Why mm. does it not seem that, why does it still seem that the knowledge that the, that the mountain of the Lord's house mm. is learning from the other mountain? Rather mm. than the mountain of the Lord's house being above all other mountains, we mm. find that it seems like the mountain of the Lord's house is still looking. I mean, for example, I was just looking the other day at um, the the way that um, churches are operating right now, and of course, mm. one of the big one of the big things that we're finding is that a lot of churches are, um, of course, now transitioning to um, you know doing things online and digital and and and, yeah. and things of that nature. But a lot of them they some or some of them let me let me let me be more accurate some Mm. of them are now beginning to look at you know secular programs Mm. um as a template and as an example of things that we can do similarly to Mm. kind of grab the world's attention right that our our idea is that we're grabbing all why does it seem like culture is still on the pioneering end and Mm. the church is still always kind of catching up you know Mm. because you're talking about building but the reality yeah. is, is that many times we're catching up to um, the, the pioneering of society. Mm, mm, mm. A scripture I love, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, not just whosoever. You know, I'll start from there, whatsoever. Whatever has its firstly, its DNA in God overcomes the world. But then strategy is important, apostle. Strategy is important. Believers, we need to be, um, we need to be strategic, basically. Um, and we need to also, um, we need to, we need to express diversity 
We need to express diversity. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what I'm finding out more and more, though, is this, is that the, the idea of the mountain of the Lord's house, you know, governing the other mountains, basically, for me, it is what the evidence of that would be the unity or the synergy in the work that we all do, um, you know, individually. Okay, the mountain of the Lord's house um, controlling other mountains, or should I say, you know, um, having influence over other mountains is not something that will be experienced by the individuality of the believer as opposed to the collective running together of the of the believer. So what I found, for example, and I'm going to say this about creatives, Whenever I've engaged creatives, I have found that um, there are a lot of creatives that are trying to influence the world, do a lot of good things. But then I wonder why they just don't collaborate with the next person, because you all have very similar ideas. And one shall chase a thousand and two shall chase ten thousand. So when when you when you the, the, the arrogance of building something is that you feel that you're exclusive right? You feel that you are unique. You feel that you are the, the world has never seen your kind before and your type before, but it's, it's only a matter of time that you will understand that on the earth, offices are transient, okay? Mantles are transient, okay? We occupy, there's a system that changes, there's a change of God in the spirit, okay? So, what we have to understand, for example, is, is this thing of you. So I look at creatives and I'm like, you guys come together. Like you be powerful as a unit. It doesn't mean that you lose the identity of your initiative or whatever it is. Basically, Apostle, we've been better together. Does that make sense? We've been better together. I don't hide um, um, network edification people from Kadosh. Apostle doesn't hide mm-hmm. people from Kadosh from network edification. We're better together. We're stronger together. I learn from Apostle. Does that make sense? There is there is a synergy to we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto a mature man, the measure of the stature of Christfulness. So three things I said. The first one is definitely in whatever we build, we need to make sure that the DNA is of God, whatever is born of God overcomes the, overcomes the world. Strategy is important. And then the co- collaborate. I cannot stress how much you need to lose um, um, a self-ambition in this season and really, really, really come into yeah. what is it that God is doing globally, right? Yeah. People, people say that they're global thinkers, but they're just renting a, a, a room in their head, basically. <laughs> Literally, that's what it <laughs> Literally, right? A, a global thinker is able to interact with other people. Hey, you say that you've got a watching idea from God, bring it out to the open. Let's assess in the community of mature, mature, intelligent, smart people. This is what I'm saying. So I think, I think, I think collaboration is important. Strategy is important. Then I think as well, um, 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 basically preparation is another thing. Let me, let me speak about preparation, but I'll be very careful. Now, when it comes to preparation, I, I want to say this almost prophetically. God, doesn't have years and years and years to be training you. The time doesn't permit, I'm so sorry, the time doesn't permit for that, right? God doesn't have years and years and years to be, I'm so sorry, it's not like that. We, we've gone, in the calendar of God right now, we've gone past that. What Where we are right now is a time of acceleration in understanding, 
basically. So, you know, we gotta we gotta really shift into um into preparation, basically. Like I said, if you whatever the the the, the conviction that you have concerning your call to change the world and to influence systems must be evident. Let's look at your discipline. Can we look at your dis can we look at your discipline? Can we look at your can we look at your discipline? Is, is it, um please please let, let me say this about because you know th- there are a lot of things to talk about, but I would, I would say this about um people who say they're called to ministry. I'm just gonna digress a little bit about so I'm you know when I see with people and they say they're called to ministry, I'm looking, I'm like, you're not serious, you're not serious. Not serious. You don't understand no man that was entangles himself with the affairs of this world, and you're not even about you you have a gift <laughs> you're not serious there's a discipline there's a consciousness right there's a discipline there's a consciousness about your life there's a way that you govern your life but when i see that in ministers who say they're called to ministry i can identify by the discipline they've embraced Love does that make sense by, yeah. by the discipline so hey you know what we can we can we can we can change the world we can shift things, but we gotta do more than we talk. Absolutely. We, do more than we talk. So I could go, I could go on and on, but but again, the place of preparation, the place of of, of strategy, research, right? Research, <laughs> research. Literally, know your field, know your sphere of influence. Basically, learn it. God took Moses into Pharaoh's palace to educate him. In the nonsense of Egypt, took him to the wilderness to process it, and then sent him back. Love it. Right. So when you have to understand that when Moses was moving in Pharaoh's courts and all of that stuff, he knew the system inside out. He knew the system inside out. Right. So the power of of, of research, but you see, all of these things it, when you when when you when you believe. The Bible says, and Abraham believed God. It was counted to him as righteousness. That righteousness was this. What did Abraham do? Abraham took on the name and the very identity of what God spoke to him. Abraham started saying, I'm a father of many nations. He started acting like that. What does that look like in practice? If God has said, hey, I'm calling you to um to change the family institution, there's a way that you carry yourself. There's a way that you spend your time. There's a way that you devote your time. Okay, you might be working part-time now doing something else, but but even in that job, there's a there's a restlessness that you have that, hey, I'm going to make extra time. I, I, I wish, you know, I could talk about those of you, for example, will you feel that, hey, you're caught, you're caught to the fivefold and, you know, mostly what you're doing, you're doing something else at the moment. That's not happening. I say to people, have ministry time. You can't tell me that you're called to the fivefold. You don't have you don't have any time in your week where you sit down to either invest in development or something like that, basically. So you've got to be intentional. we got to research. There's so much, Apostle, we could say. I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. There's so many different dimensions of this thought, and I really, really appreciate um, your contribution um, so much. So um, I think my my heart right now is that we we need to be conscious of the challenge Mm. around our faith. There's a challenge. We are in the middle of a war, and it's not spiritual warfare. It's socio-cultural warfare. It's yeah. political warfare. It's economic warfare. Yeah. 
it's it's psychological warfare it's yeah. educational and academic warfare we're yeah. in the middle of a high level um of warfare and um we need to be armed we need to be ready um, yeah. for the challenge that surrounds us and have the 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 training of our senses yeah you know, we need the training and the equipping of ourselves as the body to be yeah. able to navigate this season well um yeah. we're not called to coincide we're not called to walk side by side with the devil we're yeah. called to take everything that he has taken we're called to dismantle his powers in culture um, yeah. he's already been dismantled in the spirit but we need yeah. to see him we need to see him publicly dismantled in society and um, so conversations surrounding this surrounding the representation of Christ in a godless culture yeah. surrounding how to even explore Christ as a body of knowledge because again you know many because there's Christ as the person which mm. we started with, but now we've transitioned to Christ as the body of knowledge. Yeah, excellent him. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, the, the excellency of yeah. the knowledge of our Lord Jesus, um, and then now translating that to the fruit of the knowledge of Him, which is good works. Mm. You know, the fruit of the knowledge of Him, which is um, excellent and um, excellent works, and and so there's so much. There's so much um, that you've explored. Um, and I guess I would end on this. I would I, I would like to um, end on who is Jesus to you, and why should we? Why why do you represent him? Mm. Yeah, um, Christ to me is 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 everything. Basically, he is everything. Is um is is there's no there's no other word to say. He's everything, and by that I mean he is meaning. His context, his definition, his language, his culture is everything. Every subject consists of him. He is, he is the head of the body, um, you know, and in him we derive our very life. We derive our very identity, basically. So Christ fills everything. Christ is the Christ is Christ is the now. Christ is Christ is the future. Christ is the destination. Um, the Bible says that. You know, um, God is going to reconcile all things in heaven and on earth. Basically, all things are going to be consummated in Christ. Christ is destiny. Christ is everything. Everything good, everything perfect. Christ is everything. Christ is everything. So, and the reason why I I, I represent Him, um, Apostle, I, I I was blessed, you know, um, to be brought up in church. Thank God for that. But around the age of um of 13 14 i i i i was i was awakened to god um and um in this in this journey i've been amazed about how there's been in every season god is able to reveal and transcend the revelation that he shows me about christ you know when i look when i thank god for the years that i started but when I look back at even more recent years and I look at the progression in, in, in the knowledge of Christ and, and just the relationship between Christ and life, Christ and destiny, Christ is relevant to all things. It just, it just, it makes me, it makes me wonder. So when literally Paul says, John says, he says, when Christ who is our life shall appear, we shall appear with them in glory. I've come to that realization that Christ essentially 
is life. In him was life and the life was the light of men, the advancement of men. That's my testimony. And that's why I represent him. I love it. I love it. And I love you so much. How many of you have been blessed today? Likewise. Amazing contribution of Apostle TJ to this conversation. I am so blessed. I'm so enriched. I, I, I love the fact that these conversations are causing Christ to be relevant, our faith to be um, defended, and the kingdom of God to be advanced. Um, the days to come, you know, I've, I've been using certain language lately. Mm. Um, I've been saying um, quite frequently um, that, you know, we live in a wicked and perverse generation. Mm. And it sounds almost... Um, it sounds almost, you know, a bit like, ugh, he's just being blunt again or he's just yeah. being it. But I believe that in order for us to change the world, we have to define it. <laughs> we have to, in order for us to change the world, we have to define it. And not only define it, but in defining it, we're able to exalt the beauty of Christ, his mm. kingdom, his yeah. way, his mind. That's it. And um, having these conversations is so necessary because you have a lot of people talking about topics. Mm. talking about different themes yeah people talking about that which is created but mm. we forgive ascribe the honor that is due to his name psalms 929 you know right. you know we need to ascribe the honor that is due to his name in the midst of a culture that is removing his name there are some That's assignments there are some assignments that god has you know you know over time and over many years has spoken to me about fulfilling and, um, you know, whether it be through um, our church or any other organization I run or, you know, even through uh, myself as an individual. And the, and the reality is, is that ministry in this day is about mm. to look totally different from what we've been used to. We have yeah. been used to coinciding ministry. Mm. Now we're coming into conflicting ministry. That's good, sir. It's we've been used to ministry side by side with the devil, Mm. side by side with the culture, Mm. and side by side. You know, we've been Mm. used to this interfaith type Mm. ministry. Mm. And now the reality is is that to preach Christ in the face of this kind of culture is Mm. going to have to require us Mm. to take a bold um unapologetic unapologetically apologetic start yeah <laughs> yeah um you know and um and so and so i really value these conversations i really value um yourself i value your mind i value who you are in the kingdom full of revelation um full of revelation full of truth um and 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 you're willing to break the powers of the deception that is controlling this age um, and I'd just like to encourage each and every one of you, you know, these these teachings, these messages, these conversations are to equip you. This is what this series of training is, is to really equip you as a believer, as a soldier in the army of the Lord, um, as one who is part of the household of faith, you know, the church, which is the household, you know, um, of faith, the church, which is the pillar and the grounds of truth, as one who is part of this amazing body of people we have a responsibility and god has not left us unequipped god has not left us without his holy spirit he has not left us without his truth he has not left us without patterns and templates that have gone before us to be examples um, for our faith 
And so I really, really appreciate you, um, Apostle TJ. I appreciate your voice. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm so excited about how God is amplifying his voice to be louder than the culture. Just the other day, yeah. um, I went on a, a live stream, just last week, I went on a live stream mm. um, with a number of um, contemporary influencers, some of which, of course, um, were our Christian. And um, I began to literally lift up my voice and stand on behalf of the gospel in the midst of a conversation that, of course, had been dominantly surrounding socio-political and economic issues. And I stood on behalf of the gospel and over 700 plus people and even the day after thousands of people um, into that conversation, people were thrown out as in like thrown out. Of their comfort zone wow. as a result of the penetrative power mm. of the truth of the gospel. And this is why I say being an unapologetically apologetic mm. voice yeah. Yeah. Um, is going to merit results. People kind of make it yeah. seem like, oh, standing for truth. If you stand for truth, people won't hear you. If you stand for truth, people won't follow you. No, I believe I believe in this day and age, standing for truth is actually going to demonstrate the victory of Jesus Christ over principalities and powers. Yeah, and the truth, God, God, and us is the majority. I mean, we we, we see ourselves as this kind of remnant, mm. but, but 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 by fact, the remnant are the majority, mm. and um, it's time to stand up as the majority, as those who have the whole backing of heaven, as yeah. those the whole backing of 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 the of the great men of old and the great mm. the great men and women of old, um, yeah. the, the 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 great cloud of witnesses, you know yeah. as. It's 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 important for us to yeah. stand, you know, yeah, to stand absolutely. aggressively um in the midst of this culture and 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 stand for God and, and represent his truth. And so I really, really appreciate you. Um, you. Really, really yeah. Do you have any final words before we pray and close? Yes, I want to say this that we want to be Christocentric, we want to be Christologic in the way that we do what we do. The the summary of um, our conversation today is, um, you know, we cannot jump to to how without defining who. Um, You know, what will be answered by who as well. Um, I'm going to leave you with with, with the story I told at the beginning, that in a war, some people were attacked and they turned to the general to say, what must we do? And the general said, this is the wrong question you are asking me. The question is, who are we? And he said, if we can answer the question of who we are, we will know what we must do as a result of who we are. And he goes, without knowing um, who we are, we cannot know who we are. So the whole thing of discovering identity in God literally just accelerates you. And allows you to have stability, even in the midst of confrontation. You know, we're talking about going into systems, building systems, all of these things. Um, the issue of representation comes in when you have a sense of distinction, consecration, and difference upon your life. When you know you're called out, even in the midst, there's, you know, we for for years we've m- majored on okay, don't fornicate, don't, and these things are definitely still true. 
but then at the level of these things are still true these things are still true 100 mm-hmm. percent and, and 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 the interesting thing though is at the at the level at different levels of sonship for example at the stage of you know what i talked about nianiscos you're tempted a lot with influence and things like that the different levels but what keeps you focused is is this this reality knowing you sort out your significance issues in christ you sort out your belonging issues in christ all of that stuff and then you easily represent christ and you produce um, a level of excellence that flows from mastery in the kingdom let's be christocentric let's be christologic in our thinking appreciate you appreciate you so much for having us always a pleasure well before i pray i just want to um let you know that you can find apostle tj on instagram on facebook um on facebook his name is tj arabasola um on uh, instagram you can find his at um apostle tj quite literally apostle t-j-a-y Apostle TJAY on Instagram and also Twitter. Um, let's um, definitely connect with who he is and what he's building. He's a valuable voice. He's an asset, um, you know, to the kingdom of God. And we we value you. We honor you. Um, okay. and we love and appreciate you. Um, before I pray, I just want to um, let you all um, know um, that next week we're continuing this series. Um, uh, we're continuing to occupy the land trainings. Um, next week, I'm going to go into Jesus above other gods. So Jesus above other gods. And it's going to be um, a training that I'm going to offer to essentially um, highlight Christ in the midst um, and Christ even superior to um, the gods of culture. Um, and that includes not just um, religious gods, but also socio-political gods, cultural gods, economic gods. Um, and so I'm probably going to have to do that in a two-part. Um, to be honest, it's a lot of information to cover, but I'm going to I'm going to do it as an introduction, really, um, to the conversation, um, so that we're able to know. Because again, we're dealing with occupying the land. But the land that we're seeking to occupy is full of other gods. It's full of different different cultures and practices. And we just simply have to be ready. And we have to um, be positioned and we have to be equipped. And so, um, you know, that's what I'm going to be doing um, as of next week. And so I value so much, Apostle TJ. Thank Thank you so much, Apostle, for having me. I'm just going to quickly pray so that we can conclude. Our Lord and our God, we just bless you um, this evening. We thank you for the opportunity to fellowship together in the light of your word for your word declares that in that you are light and there is no darkness in you um, and that you are the father of lights and there's no shadow of turning um, and so father we just honor you right now for your consistency we honor you for the sobriety that comes through the truth of your word and we're asking now that by your spirit that these words will bear everlasting fruit on the inside of each and every one of us even for those who are going to watch the replay i'm asking for your words to bear tangible eternal fruit on the inside of them oh god fruit that cannot be removed fruit that cannot be 
spoiled um, by the foxes of this earth, by the foxes of culture, by the birds of the air, or the foxes of the land. I thank you, Father, for the power of your word, oh God, that severs between soul and spirit, that divides between soul and spirit, that, um, that breaks between joint and marrow, that causes um, God, all men to come under the discerning eye of your truth. And we just ask now, Father, that these words will bear fruit on the inside of us, even as we pursue the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, as we pursue the person over the place that is heaven, as we pursue the man of heaven over the place that is heaven, as we pursue, God, your agenda, as we partner with you, as we yield ourselves to you. I thank you, Father. And I thank you, God, that even as your word has gone forth today, that struggles and that this struggle and survival mentality has been broken off of many and that many are rising with the understanding that the sword of the spirit is their sword and that the shield of faith is their shield and that the helmet of salvation is their helmet and that that, that around their loins that, that that you have girded them around their loins with the belt of truth i thank you father that now your spirit and even with the breastplate of righteousness that you preserve and you guard even their inner man i thank you father now uh what, for what you've released and for what you're doing and for what you've given birth to um god even in this period of time i thank you lord god for what you're that even in the midst of quarantine and even in the midst of a global pandemic your churches are rising for your word declares that uh, that darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people but the knowledge of the glory of the lord um, shall rise even upon you and so we thank you father for what you're doing and we bless you in jesus name amen, amen. and amen and amen. amen amen thank you so much apostle thank, TV. You, and thank you for having us thank you all for joining us and we'll be back again if you have no church to fellowship with on sunday there is of course gov church yes live.gov.com live.gov there is Gov Church, which is um, the London City Church um, of Network Edification, Apostle TJ's amazing work. And then there is also Kadosh, and um, there is also the Congress Live with Kadosh Kingdom Embassy of London at 10:30 a.m. on Kadosh Kingdom TV and or QKE London on Facebook. Um, so Kadosh Kingdom TV on YouTube and QKE London on facebook at 10 30 a.m we are in the represent series or represent apostolic focus um and and therefore um this is our focus for the month of may and june and so these conversations are really really essential to it so we thank you so much for being a part i'm apostle tj and i'm excited about what the future holds god bless thank you apostle i appreciate you as always thank you for joining us um and we will see you soon